It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Anaheim Ducks 4-1. to Vegas 3-0 and to start the year. Six points in the bank for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, that's how you start a title defense. And for the Golden Knights, the first week of this NHL season, a perfect 3-0. and To help us break this one down, we go back to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, I think the thing that kind of makes this one even a bit more impressive is the fact that the Golden Knights had five regulars out of the lineup. How are they continuing to kind of build their game, put in a 60-minute effort with new faces in and out of the lineup, it seems like, every game? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit, Ryan, towards the end of the game. The Ducks don't really have the depth. They've got some exciting up-and-coming players, but they don't have the depth and they don't quite have the structure. New coach, obviously, new GM. And uh, even though you've got a lot of talent there, there's still not the, the same organizational understanding of what it takes to win. And the Golden Knights organization does have that because the players who've been called upon to step in for the injured regulars have plenty of experience and they understand the systems. And, uh, you know, they've been around. Ron Bjerg has gone almost two years since his last goal, but he still is a trusted player. Pavel Dorofiev, some close calls today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, uh, he played well. And, of course, on the blue line, Caden Korzak stepped in ably. Uh, paired with Nick Haig, Brayden Pahal is just solid once again. So all of the players who have found themselves in the lineup for one reason or another have not let the team down, and quite the opposite. They've stepped up. They rise to the occasion, and uh, that's the, the mark of a good team. And th- That kind of stuff is contagious. You've seen it before, and it just uh, goes from one guy to the next guy. It's cliche. They talk about next man up, next man in. But that really is the mindset for the group, and they believe it. It's not just a slogan. It's reality. So you got Brett Howden coming back into the lineup, you would assume, after serving a two-game suspension. Will Carrier skated earlier today. So the lineup might look a little bit different, but when you've got Paul Cotter productive in this game, a lot of chemistry there with Chandler Stevenson, and as you mentioned, the close calls for Pavel Dorofiev and how well Jonas Ronbjerg has fit into that slot uh, for, for Will Carrier, like, what are what are some of the question marks you have going into Tuesday as to what the roster might look like? Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's a good <laughs> question. Um, you know, it, it's it's tricky because, you know, you like Dorofiev, but is Dorofiev the same player if he's with Nick Watt and Keegan Colasar, mm-hmm. or is he more dangerous, more, you get more out of him playing with Carlson and Amadio, or do you even consider playing him up with Stevenson and Stone? Now, of course, Brett Howden had sort of claimed that spot with Stevenson and Stone going back to the playoffs last year. Paul Cotter had been with Carlson and Amadio, so maybe Bruce Cassidy just says, hey, you know what? Those guys have earned those spots. Pavel, we love you, but we're going to put you on the fourth line because when Will Carrier comes back, that's likely where Will Carrier will be. That would be the simplest, most straightforward approach, kind of like how Korzak went straight in for Petrangelo today. Yep. Why complicate things? You know, we don't expect this to be long-term stuff for Petrangelo or Carrier, etc. So that's my guess. And by the way, by the way, Nick Waugh is a very good offensive player. Keegan Colasar, <laughs> though, you know, he uh, he has not broken out offensively like some other people. Mm-hmm. You know, he still is someone who has made some good-looking offensive plays. And, um, you know, maybe 
you know, um, you can almost uh, you know, have Dorofiev is, um, you know, he's not going to bring some of the same stuff on the, the other end of the ice, but you wonder about what he can do to throw off another team's fourth line. I, I don't know. It depends on the opponent. Obviously, Dallas is that opponent. Uh, we'll see. But th- those are good questions. And then the other one on the blue line will be, mm-hmm. is Petrangelo ready to come back? And that's an obvious uh, swap in for Korzak if Petrangelo can return. It's good to see the Golden Knights get their power play running tonight. Uh, two different-looking power play goals. One, just a great individual play from Jack Eichel, but the, the second one is, is what you want to see, puck movement, quick decisions, and a great release from Shea Theodore. Yeah, and it's against John Gibson. We know the Ducks are not great. I mean, their penalty kill last year was 31st in the league. Mm-hmm. They gave up 78 power play goals last year, so it's not good. Um, new coach, so you'd expect things to improve. But, you know, whenever you could beat John Gibson, even strength, power play, goalie's got to be the best penalty killer. And the Knights beat Gibson three times today. Two of the three were on the power play. You, you take it. And given the lack of power play production previously, it's, it's looked good, mm-hmm. but they hadn't produced. No matter the, the numbers or the style, you, you take what you get, and you would be encouraged by the power play opportunities that have been created so far. Um, stuff to build on rather than stuff to lament. You know, and then Aiden Hill, um, starting the year off, essentially where he left the last season off in the Stanley Cup final, I, I, he just looks so calm, so so confident, and not necessarily doing too much outside of himself. Like, What are the differences you're noticing in Aiden's game now as opposed to you know where we were this time last year? He's not trying to do anything more than he has to. Like, there are times when you want to get involved. There was once today where there was a shot that was going wide right to his left, and he kind of reached out with the glove. Like, the puck was going to not come anywhere near the net. He lunged and kind of missed, and the puck went off the glass, stayed in play. Now, if the puck goes off the glass and finds a duck on the opposite side of the ice, that player might have had a great scoring chance. But, like, that's it. That's it. (laughs) Like everything else has been smart, calm, compact, staying in position, and then showing the incredible reflexes. Some of his kick saves Mm -hmm. have been just terrific. Um, And (laughs) like that, the variety of ways he's making saves, the position, and I'm certainly no goaltending expert, but you can tell when a goalie is out of sorts, when he's uncomfortable, and you can tell when a goalie is locked in and does feel very good about his game. And you heard Aiden talking just moments ago. He does feel good about his game. It, it looks good. It, it does. It, it looks like he's picked up from where he left off back in June. All right, Jan, any final thoughts on this game before we turn our attention to Tuesday night against the Dallas Stars? Yeah, that'll be fun, and no doubt the Stars will provide the steepest competition to the Knights through their first four games. Uh, Kraken were a playoff team, but Dallas was a conference finalist before coming up short against Vegas, and you know the revenge factor is there. So (laughs) that'll be fun, and, um, you know, the Knights, as Bruce Cassidy has said, typically... Um, or at least have had a tendency to play to the level of their opponents, which sometimes can be good, but sometimes not so good if you uh, don't beat a team you're supposed to. Well, the Knights have played better than the teams that they've faced. You know, they haven't squeaked by. They haven't won because of breaks. You know, they, they have simply outplayed the teams they have faced. And today, though they only scored four goals, including an empty netter, th- this was 
one of their better showings from start to finish. Be eager to hear what Bruce Cassidy has to say. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Dan. Uh, fantastic stuff as always. Enjoy the rest of your night, and we'll chat on Tuesday. Thanks, Ryan, and it sounds like uh, Bruce Cassidy is just stepping to the podium if you'd like to go to that. All right, sounds great. Let's go downstairs to Bruce Cassidy as he addresses hey, the media. Hey, Coach Chris Collick, Vegas Hockey now. A lot of early help from Henderson. Can you speak about the synergy with the Silver Knights and the relationship with Ryan Craig and just kind of how him being the coach is helping things out? Well, I mean, I think Craig did a terrific job here and will do a good job there. Some of these guys that we're using, you know, you got to look back and give Manny credit for. He had a lot of, lot to do with their development and Huey and, and Wardy, right? So the, the Ron Bergs and Pahals and Corsi's been down there. So um, I think the team's in great hands with Craig as well. Uh, you need that. We're, we're, we play a style that there's going to be some bumps and bruises for us, right? We, we tend to, you know, get in the trenches. We, we pride ourselves in shot blocking, winning our board battles, winning the slot battles. So you're going to have some sort of casualties because of that. So we need good guys to come up that are willing to play the right way, and that usually has to be instilled in them down there. We, we try to do it in camp as well. but So um, I think good teams have that, need that. I think it's real it's it's nice for us to right up the road so there's a little bit of that advantage of being close to home sometimes they can be too close um, but by the same token I think it's a much better setup uh, being right around the corner and it's worked out well for us uh, up to this point we've needed them and they've done a good job for us whoever we've called upon Silver Knights are 2 and 0 as well by the way Jesse we're 3 and 0 Nate <laughs> I thought you said as well. Give sorry. Another day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse Granger with the Athletic. I, the other part of that, I guess, is the veterans maybe lifting their game a little bit, knowing that there's some guys out. Have you noticed that? Well, yeah. That's that's uh, required. Um, and some of it's those like even the mid veterans, like a Nick Hag and and uh, you know Naber and Theo are still together we want to keep some continuity I guess the easiest thing would be split everyone up and get, give them a young guy but Huddy's been around so um, and then uh, Ronnie's come in did a nice job we feel he can bring some of Will Carrier's characteristics into that role and he's done a good job for us and but Nick Wire there to help and Coley who are not that old so they've been there so they understand it so and then the top of the lineup has to produce right and um, do a little more in certain situations in crunch time. The guys that have been there and done it. So when I say top of the lineup, I mean the you know the more experienced guys. So yes, I agree with you. Um, and so far, it's worked out. It's early in the year, but you want to get through these patches when you have players out where guys feel you can win with anybody in the lineup, um, any goalie in the net, etc. That always makes your team feel good about themselves. We went through patches of that last year. We got over the hump coming out of the All Star break, and that sort of I felt happen. No matter who who was in there, we felt we had a Certainly a real good chance to win, and it worked out that way. Go to Alan, then Ken and Chris. <coughs> uh, Alan Snell with LVSportsBiz.com. First, number uh, one, uh, do you anticipate rotating uh, Aiden and Logan every other game? And number two, um, are the guys standing up for each other more than in past years, do you think, or pretty much the same? Well, I can only speak to last year, and I thought we did a good job with that. Certainly uh, there's always a time or two where you – you got to think it through, time and score, right? You got to be a little bit careful, but in general, you want instant reaction. You want it to be um, just fluid and, and get in there and help out. And um, we've, we've done a real good job. That's just a, usually a real product of guys like each other and they care about each other, right? Um, 
you know, and that's hard to, that's, that's the locker room, not the coach. I mean, we can remind them that that's an important part and um, create that, help create that culture, but that's, that's a locker room thing. And it usually goes to the veteran guys, so give them credit for that. Um, as for the goaltending, no, we'll, we have a, a plan laid out. I'm not going to give you the specifics of the whole plan, but it won't be a, a true um, rotation every day. Ken. Ken Bolke, Vegas. What's impressed you most with the penalty kill so far? I, I just think our um, pressure on loose puck situations, you know, there's different teams will use, but appropriate pressure, right, is, is sometimes a good word. An off-net shot that's on the yellow where a guy's got his back turned, we can go, doesn't have outlets right away. Bouncing pucks, um, entries when you have everyone fresh, face-offs when guys are fresh. So I think we're doing a better job of being in sync with that. Um, so I, I think it's been obviously real good. Goaltending, obviously, making the state. Like, you know, there's always going to be chances. It's inevitable and uh, some tough bounces. And, you know, we haven't had to deal with tough bounces yet. Sometimes pucks will go in off your own guy or land right beside a guy that you're blocking a shot. So, you know, those days will come. But right now I find that we're, we're in sync with our pressure and it's not one guy going, it's all three. And then the fourth guy, the safety valve is in a good spot. Chris? Hey, Bruce, Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. If I could ask you a little bit about, more about Keegan Colasar and, and him holding guys accountable. Like, he's got the skill set that it doesn't seem like he has to be that guy, but he seems to be the guy more times than not who's out there holding guys accountable. Just what does it say about him as, as a locker room guy and as a player to be that guy? Well, I think the, the, the players can answer that much better than I can, but you certainly appreciate it as a coach, and they appreciate it even more. Um, they were talking about this morning, the other day, Ammo got hit, was questionable as high, and he's in there making sure that, you know, we're, we're looking after one another today again. And um, he has a, he's good in the forecheck, he's physical. We're trying to build him into the penalty kill. He chips in offensively, so he plays. He's not this guy that sits on the end of the bench and things get a little, you know, whatever. Uh, physical, we say, okay, your turn to play. He plays all the time. He starts last year. He probably started eighty percent of the games for us. So we like what he brings, and that's part of it. Just part of it. And I think you need that as a team. You have to have guys that, the way the game is, that can can police what's going on out there in a kind of a, you know, I'll say respectful, but in the right way. All right, and he's done that. Um, you know, we have other guys in the lineup to do that, but he's certainly one guy that we count on every night to make sure that's a part of the game that goes into the physicality column. And, um, and, and when you can have a player that can play 10 to 12 minutes to do that, I think it's a big benefit to your team. And, and the guys know that too, right? And so they, they trust him when he's out there, whoever his line mates are. They're typically Nick and, and Will. So, I mean, I love what he brings. And, and they're not easy to find. Or everyone would have a valuable guy like that, right? And there are some, but, you know, he's definitely one of the better ones. Jesse. Jesse Granger, The Athletic, you've mentioned a couple times early season hockey, teams trying to find their game. Um, do you think the short summer and having just gone through that playoff run maybe has the team a little more in sync, a little closer to that than some teams that have had more time off? You know, I, I don't know the answer to that. I think we've played well. I don't think we've played our best game by far yet. We've found our game when we needed to. Seattle, it happened to be they were coming early, so we had to get to it. San Jose kind of played out a little longer. Today, I thought we at least started better than we have been. Um, so we're starting to get into the rhythm of playing. Um, so I don't know. I think those questions get answered as you get farther along, right? Uh, 
Um, you know, we've caught a couple teams that was, well, everyone we've played, it's been their first game. So they're going through some of their, you know, full lineup chemistry issues or new coach, whatever, you know, different systems, et cetera. So I think the fact that we're, re we're coming out there with a lot of the same players, we can at least hit the ground running a little better whether we had a short summer or not because we're, we're not thinking as much as maybe other teams that are doing different things. So, um, and we have good players that, you know, that they, they love to play. Um, so I, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but that's, that's what I see right now of the first week. <clears throat> Take one more if we have one. If not, thank you, Bruce. All right, have a good weekend. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 4-1 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights over the Anaheim Ducks. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights radio network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Welcome back to the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Anaheim Ducks 4-1. Vegas 3-0 on the year. Six points banked early for the defending Stanley Cup champions. Next in action Tuesday, 7.30, puck drop against the Dallas Stars. Postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. As we've talked about, five regulars out of the lineup tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. Alex Petrangelo missed upper body injuries day to day. I kind of feel like we'll, we'll we'll get an update early early in the week. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm expecting Petrangelo close or back on on Tuesday night. Now that being said, you're still without Zach Whitecloud, still without Alec Martinez. Those are going to be a little bit longer-ish term, though. Not really sure when there's going to be an update on Martinez, uh, but it doesn't seem like, at least initially, that it was going to be anything too, too long-term, but week-to-week -week the status on Alec Martinez. And then uh, Will Carrier, out with an upper-body injury, did skate today, so that's a good sign, encouraging sign for the Vegas Golden Knights. And then you got Brett Howden back and available to you after serving his second game in a two-game suspension for a hit on Brandon Tanev Tuesday night against the Seattle Kraken. So things looking up in terms of maybe just getting a couple of guys back into the fold for the Golden Knights, but you've played so well over the over the course of the last two games that you know it's going to make some interesting decisions come Tuesday night against Dallas. So that all being said, let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and you know it, it was an interesting one. I thought the Golden Knights played really well in the first, under control, and had the territorial advantage and sometimes when that happens you can kind of get frustrated if you don't find the back of the net early and unfortunately for the Golden Knights and and they didn't John Gibson played really well early on but then it was a it was kind of a weird situation that happened later on in the period what ends up happening you get Sam Carrick he takes a run at Braden McNabb gets a five minute major for an elbow to the head of Braden McNabb does not get a match penalty but does get the five minute major Braden McNabb on that play also got two minutes for roughing, so it ended up being four-on-four, four, then a three-minute major power play for the Vegas Golden Knights, and Jack Eichel, with one second left in the first period, opened the scoring. Theodore there with Eichel coming into the zone with five. Eichel goes down the slot all the way to the goal. He scores! What a motor from Jack Eichel. Held on to the puck. 
How did he not lose possession? Jack Eichel with a power play goal. One second to go in the first period. Jack Eichel's second goal of the year. Power play goal from Shea Theodore and Chandler Stevenson. 1958 of the first period makes it one to nothing. Vegas. We'd head to the second period. The Golden Knights up one to nothing, and Aiden Hill picking up where he left off makes a big pad save on Troy Terry in tight. Possession on the right side, now left for Lacombe, out in front, kicked out by Hill! Terry was near the crease, and Hill got his left toe on the loose puck. Good work there from Aiden Hill early on in the second period, and then it was more the same from Vegas in the second as they added to their lead late in the period with Chandler Stevenson finishing off a beautiful give-and-go with Paul Cotter to extend the lead. Knights are in, and they score! Chandler Stevenson! In transition for Vegas, the backhand into a wide-open goal. Vegas takes a 2-0 lead. Chandler Stevenson, second of the year from Paul Cotter and Braden McNabb. 15-03 of the second period made it 2-0 Vegas. And the Golden Knights would take that 2-0 lead into the third period, and that period quickly turned into a special teams extravaganza as the Golden Knights took full advantage with Shea Theodore hammering home another power play goal. Stevenson with the punt behind the Ducks goal to the left corner Eichel out high Theodore scores One time shot Shea Theodore in his 400th Golden Knights game He strikes 10 seconds into the power play Vegas has a 3-0 lead First of the year for Shea Theodore from Jack Eichel and Chandler Stevenson, 6-16 of the third period. A power play goal makes it 3-0 Vegas. However, just 29 seconds later, after a clear missed call on the Ducks, Mason McTavish picked up a rebound in the slot to break the shutout. Carlson trying to bring the puck to center gets knocked Target. off the puck. Here's a right-wing shot from Drysdale. Save, rebound, score! Well, Gary, in the department of they can't call all the penalties, yeah. they didn't call one that they probably yeah. ought to have called. That's bad, bad officiating right there. Man. Carlson was hauled down coming out of his own zone. They don't call it. That's Mason McTavish from Jamie Drysdale and Ryan Strom. 6.43 of the third period makes it 3-1 to one Vegas. And the Ducks would pull John Gibson for the extra attacker late, and Vegas made short work as Jonas Ronbjerg iced the game with an empty net goal. Knights win the draw. There's an empty net to our left. Here come the Knights. Little fake through center and all the way to the goal. An empty net goal for the Golden Knights. Jonas Rundjurek guides it into the empty net. 4-1 Vegas, 2.28 to play in the third. Jonas Ronbjerg's first of the season from Nick Haig, 17-32 of the third period, made it 4-1 Vegas. And all that was left in this one was the final call. Golden Knights title defense against the Kraken, the Sharks, and the Ducks, all division opponents. They win them all. 4-1, the final score. The Knights start the season 3-0. 4-1, the final score. The Golden Knights defeat the Anaheim Ducks to start the year 3-0 in their Stanley Cup title defense. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. The rest of October at the Fortress includes can't-miss games like a Western Conference final rematch on Tuesday and the Nevada Day matinee on October 27th. Get your tickets today and catch these memorable moments in person. 
It's the VGK post-game show. The Golden Knights defeat the Anaheim Ducks 4-1. to Vegas 3-0 and to start the year. Six points banked early for the Stanley Cup champions. Uh, next in action, as we mentioned, Tuesday, 7.30, against the Dallas Stars. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. 60-minute uh, effort is really where I'd start for the Vegas Golden Knights, right? Like, this was a, a game that... You know, I thought the Golden Knights were good early. They were good in the second period, and they had a strong third period. There was a not a lot in terms of a massive push from the Anaheim Ducks. And really, like if you go back at it, right? If you call that penalty that that should have been called um, for interference on William Carlson, I, I don't think the Ducks score a goal in this game. I really don't. They. The Golden Knights peppered John Gibson. They had him under duress for the majority of the night. They defended well, broke up a lot of interior passes with their sticks. I just thought it was a very connected and simplified game from the Golden Knights, which is exactly what you were looking for, what you hope to see with five regulars out of the lineup. So for the Golden Knights, they seem to be on their game early on in the season, and they'll need to be come Tuesday night as we do have a rematch of the Western Conference Final between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars. That's going to do it for me here on the VGK Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4-1 to the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Anaheim Ducks. Vegas 3-0 and so far on the year. That's the way you want to start a season with victories over the Seattle Kraken, the San Jose Sharks, and here tonight against the Anaheim Ducks, all by an identical score of 4-1. to one. That's right, the Golden Knights have outscored their opponents 12-3 to three through three games so far on the year. You get five points to this point for Chandler Stevenson, four for Jack Eichel, a three-point night for Chandler tonight, two points for Jack Eichel, Nick Hague, another assist. Like, everything's going the, in the right direction for the Golden Knights. Now, again, it's early, and you look at the opponents that the Vegas Golden Knights have faced, the expectation is that they should be up 3 to nothing. However, or, or should be up 3-0-0 to, to start the season. But the, the fact of the matter is, you have to show up in these games. You have to take care of business against teams you're supposed to beat. And I thought the Golden Knights, through the first three, have done a great job doing that. And I'm expecting them to see uh, another level against the Dallas Stars on Tuesday, and they're going to have to be ready for it. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. We're talking about defending Stanley Cup champions, starting the season 3-0. and I'm expecting packed phones right now. 702-876-1340. What stood out to you tonight from the Vegas Golden Knights and how they played? What stood out to you in terms of what you saw in the game, 
what gives you hope and optimism that this is a stretch of hockey that the Golden Knights can continue to get to on a night-to-night basis so that they can win a ton of games and get themselves back into the playoffs. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, what stood out is the fact that they don't lose a blink when you muddle the, the colors between silver and gold. Because that, that game tonight had just as much silver playing in it as it did gold. And we played like the Golden Knights major league team. Uh, that's what excites me. Now, how that can continue, I, I don't know. I hope it does. And, and I love the way Coach Cassidy gets defensive if you even suggest that maybe his record will not be better than the Silver Knights. Mm-hmm. He jumped right in and said, we're 3-0, and not 2-0. and But uh, that was, that was kind of cute. And, and will somebody please help me with uh, some of these nicknames? Because sometimes he blurs the nicknames. Uh, do you know when he was talking about the minor leaguers who have helped get the team ready, he mentioned a guy named Huey. Who is that? I that I I, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm not really <laughs> sure what what that was in reference to. But let me let me ask you this, Mike. Like in terms of the the minor leaguers, the 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 silver knights that you're kind of alluding to here. Who who is that? Well, see that that's a question that uh, most I guess most. Of, of the organizations in the NHL could easily answer, but I don't know that we can. Well, no, I'm, not, I'm no, no, you. I'm asking you, like, what, where, where do who do you view as as sil- silver knights on this Golden Knights team tonight, like in the lineup? Oh, well, it, it it would occur to me that anyone who has not cracked the lineup yet in the past would be considered a quote triple A player. So uh, Ben Hutton. Uh, for instance, Jonas Ronberg, yeah, I, for instance. Mike, let me stop you there. Ben Hutton's not that guy. Well, he never he doesn't start unless there's an injury, is all I'm saying. But but he's not down with the Henderson Silver Knights for any stretch. He's he's a seventh defenseman in this league, right? So like he's going to be with the main club night in and night out. I, I wouldn't classify him as an AHL hockey player. No, he doesn't play in the AHL. He do, you're right. Ronberg does. Mm-hmm. and uh, others who played tonight. Uh, now, Brisson, they have resisted the temptation, which is very interesting to me that they say, well, Brisson doesn't fit yet, therefore we're not going to just force-feed him into the lineup. And is that by design, or, or is that by just happenstance? Well, I mean, where's the fit for Brisson? Well, he could have easily replaced one of the forwards in the in the lineup. Had he had he been up, he would have played rather well, I think. Well, the question is, are you maximizing the player and his skill set, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, if, no. if if yeah, if will if that. will carry if will carry is the guy coming out of the lineup, which which he was, you have a decision to make uh, as to what you're going to do. You can put Jonas Rombierg in there, whose skill set is better equipped for that spot, or you can force a round peg into a you know a square peg into a round hole, and and I don't know that you want to do that with Brendan Brisson. If you if you call him up, you're doing so to play alongside a, a Jack Eichel and you know a, a John of the Marshes or an Ivan Barbashev. You you call him up, you're doing it to to play him alongside you know Mark Stone and, and Chandler Stevenson. I, I don't know that you're putting Brendan Brisson in a situation where he's playing 
fourth line minutes and and isn't necessarily maximizing his skill set in his first foray into the in the National Hockey League. No, you you don't, and you don't have to. This is the beauty of the schedule that we've you know are are playing at mm-hmm. this moment, and and it also is a function of the ability of the Silver Knights to provide great talent for the yeah. major league team yeah. and still be undefeated themselves, which is an amazing thing in and of itself, I think. Yeah. Now, it, it all changes on Tuesday where we have to really gear up for a team that very likely uh, will win the Central or at least be there at the end. And uh, that's a different story, isn't it? I mean, to a degree, it, it is. And, and thanks, Mike, for the call. Um, I think that you know, the Dallas Stars are, are a team that is going to be very good. Point blank, I think that they're going to be a good hockey team. Now, that being said, um, I don't think that this lineup tonight for the Golden Knights is going to be massively overwhelmed by the Dallas Stars. If, if you don't get anybody back, and you are going to get somebody back, you're getting Brett Howden back. Um, I wouldn't classify Paul Cotter as a, a, a Henderson Silver Knight. So, you know, you look at this one, and potentially maybe you're talking about Pavel Dorofiev and, and Caden Korzak to a degree, but I'd also make the argument that those guys are here and they've been here for a reason. So um, I think it can continue, Mike, in other words. Because I think that the players that the Golden Knights have here are, are scratching the surface, and in another organization that's not as deep as the Golden Knights organization is, they would be NHL players by now. Um, so that's that was the pushback there. Uh, 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's go back to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing pretty great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Uh, so just a great effort to see... Um can we just talk about Jack Eichel's goal for a little bit? Sure, yeah. It was, it was it great. Was beautiful. Yeah. Jack, Jack just, just skated through and was like, screw these guys, I'm scoring a goal. Like, mm-hmm. he willed it into existence. You, you probably want to see more of that from Jack over the course of the year, huh? Yeah, and honestly, he's, he, he's got, he has the skill for it, mm-hmm. he has confidence for it, and he's got the teammates to get him there. Like, it, can't wait to see more of it. What are you looking forward to on Tuesday night against Dallas? I just want to see more of what we saw tonight, right? Maybe a little less penalties. Um, <laughs> but I think that we got a little sloppy just because the, the Ducks were playing pretty sloppy too, and it seemed kind of like at some point everybody was trying to see what they could get away with. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's a team you're going to get do that against, I guess it may as well be Anaheim because it didn't, didn't really hurt us. Um, still perfect on the penalty kill which is pretty great and then of course um only allowing one goal a night all three nights so far um you can't ask much more from your goaltender yeah you're you're right on the money there stephanie thanks for the call i aiden hill phenomenal again logan thompson was great up in san jose so you're you're looking at this you want to see your goalies start the year off strong and and that certainly happened for the golden knights so good good uh good observation there Stephanie, let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Marianne. Hey, Marianne, how you doing? Hi, Ryan, I'm doing great. Just uh, wanting to check in as Positivity Energy Coach and give a kudos to all our fans mm-hmm. because I've heard no negative remarks about really anything like, you know, could be going on. So it makes a difference. So everybody just think positive and it helps them along the way. It really does. Mm-hmm. 
home. As a matter of fact, all game I was thinking this would be so cool if we could get 4-1 win again. And sure enough, we got a 4-1 win again. So I may sound crazy, but it works. Are you are you predicting a 4-1 victory on Tuesday as well? It wouldn't be. It's not out of the question, but yeah. I'm just hoping as long as we can go, that would be pretty cool if we could do that. But, you know, the chance is that, but it doesn't help to think positive, right? No. You never, you never know. Plus, I'd like to give a shout-out to our Riley Smith, too. He scored two goals yesterday and today mm-hmm. with, um, playing Pittsburgh. So you really got to still be grateful to him. So I'm kind of following him every game as, as I can as much as I can with what's on TV. So yeah. anyway, just hope for the best, and everybody will get better soon. All right, great Thank stuff, you. Marianne. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. It's always a, a beacon of positivity and sending healing vibes out into the world. I, I think that's fantastic. Uh, 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Peter. Hey, Peter, how you doing? Hey, Ryan, I'm doing great, of course. Uh, happened to be traveling, so I watched the game in a bar in Ely, Nevada, and there's all kinds of Golden Knight fans up here that, are, that were in the bar. So that that was a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I as as the first period was winding down, I you know I was happy with how they were playing, of course. And the thought in my mind was, well, we're finally going to drop a period and not score a goal. And then along comes Jack Eichel, and mm-hmm. I, I, you know I've run out of words how to describe some of the things he does. But mm-hmm. you know he skates right across the goalie. It seems like the goalie all he had to do was poke check Jack. I don't know how that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And Jack just wraps around him and puts the puck in. It's just like astonishing. That that was one thing that stood out. And then now when you when you look back at the game, there were there were lots and lots of uh, we had chances to score. We put lots and lots of pressure on the goalie. At any one time, when a puck doesn't go in when they're that close, you're a little disappointed. But then as the game goes on, you look at the whole game and you go, the the story of this game was lots and lots of pressure on their goalie. Mm-hmm. It plays tight in the crease and then just the number of shots. And not a whole lot of pressure on our goalie. You know, a couple times... They got in there close, and they, yeah. they did score once. But uh, it just seems like our defense would, did not even let them set up the whole game. And uh, the, the the other night we were talking about what's normal or not. Now we've you know three mm-hmm. games, four to one. Yeah, uh, uh, haven't trailed. Uh, you know, have scored it. That this is starting to feel normal now. Yeah. probably isn't, but it's <laughs> feeling normal, and it's good. You know. Yeah, no, good stuff, Peter. Thanks for the call. Um, it it probably isn't normal. Like you're not going to go 82 and 0 and and win every game four to one. But right now, what you're starting to see is normalcy in the Golden Knights game from period to period, shift to shift. There's not a lot of deviation. Like the, this this team's kind of locked in early on, and and that might you know speak to what they were able to accomplish last season, getting to their game a bit quicker, understanding Bruce Cassidy's system now that you've got a year under your belt under it. Like I think that there's a lot of different reasons for it, but right now the Golden Knights are playing some good hockey and and out of the gate that's what you wanted to see and that's what you're you're seeing as a Golden Knight fan. So that's a positive 
uh, a positive outlook for the rest of the season for Vegas. 702-876-1340 is the number. Taking more of your calls on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. 4-1 the final, the Golden Knights... Defeat the Anaheim Ducks, Vegas 3-0 to start the year. Outscoring their opponents 12-3 over those three games. The Seattle Kraken, the San Jose Sharks. Here tonight against the Anaheim Ducks. Identical 4-1 victories for the Vegas Golden Knights. 702-876-1340 is the number. A lot to like about the Golden Knights game right now. Though we are only three games into the season. Lean into it as much as you possibly can. That's all I can tell you. 702-876-1340. Enjoy it. Be a fan and be loud about it. I want to hear from you tonight. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Rita. Hey, Rita. How you doing? Hi, Ryan. Oh, I'm just great. I got three things. First off, congratulations on both of your nights to shine and my night to shine. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing more beautiful than watching Jack just waltz through their defense and score that goal. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I can't, oh, can't disagree ahead. with you. Uh, and the third thing, I just want to say I appreciate karma. Edmonton run the mouth last year. That was Evander Kane. This year, oh, we fixed our defense. We got it. Yeah, we're not going to let Vancouver beat us twice. Bless their little hearts. They lost. <laughs> I am so happy. Uh, do you, do you, Rita? Let me ask you a question. Like you were pretty vocal about, you know, the Vegas San Jose rivalry, and we can debate for for forever as to whether or not that rivalry still exists. But like, is is are the Edmonton Oilers the new San Jose Sharks? Like, do you do you dislike that that team and 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 those players as much as you did the San Jose Sharks a couple of years ago? Oh, yeah, because they're so damn mouthy. Oh. And, and it's so funny because they run their mouth, and then whatever they said turns around and just bites them right in the butt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I really dislike them. And, and they got some nasty fans. Oh. I mean, nasty. Twitter gets lit up uh, when they think they're being arrogant. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm not alone. I get a lot of kudos online over Mm -hmm. just my share. Just like I know you think McDavid is the greatest. I think he's good. Good player, but he can't run a team by himself. No. And if they have another bad year, do you really think he won't start thinking about moving on? Yeah, that's an interesting question, Rita. I I mean, listen, he he's he's going to want to win, right? And uh, and thanks for the call. Um. it's two games for the Oilers. Like, I'm not going to overreact. I, I am going to say, though, like, Connor McDavid's phenomenal. Leon Dreisaitl's phenomenal. I, I love the fact that, that those two players are kind of entering into a situation with the Vegas Golden Knights and this team where uh, you can feel a, a sense of rivalry there. Um, but, I mean, that's going to be a big question for, for anybody. Like, even if the Oilers are good, like, even if they're good this year, they make it to the playoffs, say they win the division, whatever it is, 
if they don't go past the second round, like if they can't win more games than they've won in seasons past, then it's going to bring up those conversations. So it'll be interesting to kind of keep tabs on the Oilers, but not a great start to the year for the Edmonton Oilers. That's uh, that's for sure. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Chess. Chess, how you doing? I'm doing good, Ryan. Hey, so with Petrangelo being out tonight mm-hmm. and Korzak being in, I was kind of curious to see, you know, how much how much ice time Korzak was going to get. I believe he got over 14 minutes, if I'm not mistaken, which kind of brings you back to the point that you've discussed before of, of you know, Bruce Cassidy's not afraid. If you're going to play, mm-hmm. you're going to play. And he puts them out there, and I think that's, that's so awesome because it just builds – you know, more confidence in those young players, uh, you know, like the Korzak and, you know, Pahal, well, Pahal's been around. Yeah. But, you know, all the younger players that have been put into the lineup, uh, not only this year but last year, but I think that just reinforces it, um, you know, of, of, of the fact that, you know, with Cassidy and the way that he develops these younger players, I, I think it's just awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think that you, you, you have to develop players and you have to slot them into spots where they're going to be able to succeed. Because you're, you're not doing the player a service if, if you're putting them in a situation where their skill set doesn't match up with the role of the line or the role of the pair that you're putting them out there for. And that kind of harkens back to our first call uh, with Mike is you know the Brendan Brisson discussion. It, it's, a, it's an interesting one, but the fact of the matter is Jonas Ronberg is, is custom-built for what this team needed with Will Carrier out of the lineup, and I think Caden Korzak fills in a really good spot with, with Zach Whitecloud out of the lineup, Braden Pahal taking on some more responsibility in tonight's game, and the Golden Knights were able to come through with, with a win. Yeah, I know, absolutely. And then the, the last thing I want to touch on, and I know it's been talked about, but you know the, the, the play of Hill and those saves that he mm-hmm. was making, and especially in that first and, and going into the second were just, I was like, really? I mean, th- this guy just hasn't lost a beat. I, uh, this guy is just killing it again, yeah. right back into form that he was at the end of the season. So it's really nice to see that as well. Yeah, you're you're right on the money. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Um, Aiden Hill, strong start to the year. The Vegas Golden Knights, a strong start to the year. And as Rita would point out, the Edmonton Oilers dropped uh, their second game in a row to the Vancouver Canucks. And while the Golden Knights have scored 12 goals in three games, the Edmonton Oilers have allowed 12 goals in two. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 4-1 to the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Anaheim Ducks, Vegas 3-0 on the year. Six points banked early for the defending Stanley Cup champions. Next in action, Tuesday, 7.30 against the Dallas Stars. It will be a Western Conference final rematch. Pete DeBoer back inside T-Mobile Arena. I can't wait. I really can't. Listen, no disrespect to the Seattle Kraken or the San Jose Sharks or uh, the Anaheim Ducks. And and maybe Seattle doesn't belong there, but it's been a rough go for Seattle early on in the year so far this season. Um, I'm ready to see the Golden Knights take on an opponent that, on paper, is right there with them. 
I'm ready to see an opponent that went on a deep playoff run last year. I'm ready to see an opponent with a bone to pick with the Vegas Golden Knights. I want to see the Dallas Stars push Vegas, and I want to see Vegas respond. That's really the task I'm uh, the, the task I'm looking for from the Golden Knights on Tuesday night against the Dallas Stars. So. All that being said, I cannot wait until Tuesday night, and unfortunately, uh, we're going to have to wait an extra 30 minutes because it's a 7.30 puck drop between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars on Tuesday night. That's going to do it for me down here inside T-Mobile Arena. Thanks to Jed Donaldson, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air, and thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input. Until Tuesday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.